0: Well, no. everyone welcome back to another episode of Partnership for the Arts, where we talk art. Gina, how you doing today? I'm doing fantastic. Dave, how are you? I'm doing wonderful. I'm feeling blessed. I got my coffee.
1: I'm a live wire. Do you, do you want to know why? Did
0: okay. you sip my coffee? <laughs> <laughs>
1: no, that's high-octane, and I think I need to keep it cool, calm, and collected because I'm already excited. Good. Part 2. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Part two. We
1: are welcoming back Yes. the most incredible guest. Well, she had us on fire the last time she was.
0: Yes. Appeared. Lots of fun.
1: Lots of fun. Lots, lots of good of information. Energy, lots of information, lots of inspiration, lots of motivation. Should I go on? No need to. Let's just introduce Miss Catherine
2: Lucas. Well, it's great to be here again. <laughs> Welcome back to the show. You guys are a blast. Oh, I a blast. just love hanging out with you guys, so <laughs> not with me. But for the that
0: was great. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. <so. laughs> oh your shows are great. Oh. I love thank you. listening to them. They're just so inspiring and just oh. uh, I'm just glad to be part of it. Oh, I just that's can't sweet. tell you how privileged yeah. I am.
0: I think we need to get her her coffee or tea for that one. <laughs> yes. Oh my. I forgot the change tea
2: again. <laughs> we'll just have to come back for another time. i will have to come back it's just... oh,
0: it sounds like you two got this all worked out <laughs> okay good deal well then uh, you ready to get started yes sir this is partnership for the arts radio come join us as we explore the worlds of art And you can listen to all the episodes of our talk show on our website at org. This podcast
1: was recorded at the Visual Arts Center in Punta Gorda, Florida.
0: Okay, so Catherine, we covered quite a bit in part one the history, the inspiration of how you became an artist. Yes. We talked about your uh, classic oil paintings, your realistic oil painting uh, classes, but we didn't get around to talking about egg tempera and gold leafing and how you got involved in that. So how about we start there today?
2: After grad school, um, I went out to Santa Fe to study for an additional year with a portrait master, Tony Ryder. And during that time in Santa Fe, now that's another artist's place, I met uh, other artists that were working in Mm -hmm. egg tempera, and one of them, uh, Michael Burke, who his work really has an influence on me. Mm -hmm. I never took a class from him, not yet at least. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But I just fell in love with it again. So when I moved back to Florida,
0: and when was that?
2: I think this is back in 2010. Okay. And there was uh, a couple of master egg temper and gold leafing painters that lived in Fort Lauderdale and they were offering workshop, uh Suzanne Shearer and Pasha Uparov. Uh they're they're actually a collaborative husband-wife team and they do works together they are very interesting. Mm. They sound very familiar to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah their work is beyond so the interesting thing is i i've learned how to do gold leafing too through these two Mm -hmm. artists that is
1: so beautiful and exciting
2: it's especially the water gilding the traditional water gilding if you the slightest breeze will take a piece of gold leaf and blow it away expensive piece. (laughs) yes expensive (laughs) piece
0: so what kind of costs for gold leafing
2: 1.75 square feet i think is a hundred and something dollars or it could be uh, of gold leaf so you want to preserve every speck <laughs> yes, <absolutely. laughs> to, I have to shut off the vents, but I have to also start to become aware of my, mm-hmm. my breathing mm-hmm. and time it. And then it's almost like doing breath work. Mm-hmm. And wow. that adds to the, um, of the experience working. of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does.
0: Mm-hmm. So I got a question for you. The other two mediums you work in, the egg tempera and the oil, how do you compare working between those two?
2: Um, I work a lot faster in egg tempera than I do in oil painting Oh because yeah. of that. And it has, uh, it's, it has a linear quality to it. You build up a lot of lines, but uh, I've learned through experimentation and also studying the works, the, the more um, contemporary painters, how they will use sponges and um, spray bottles, and you can get almost like a, a faux effect to work backgrounds really fast. Oh. And then uh, you know, work fine, finely tuned on that. Um, it's more along it's how eye kind of painters they use the more diluted version and and that's the kind of the way that I teach it
0: you know I haven't had a chance to take one of the classes for the egg tempera so can you explain that process
2: Egg tempera uh, in a nutshell is that you have the dry pigments and the the vehicle or the binder is actually egg yolk mm-hmm. and it has the lipids the fatty acids in there and I I'm, I know that oil painting as the, the linseed oil oxidizes and dries it, you know, and binds to the paint. Um, I'm not gonna say it as articulately as I read it scientifically. What happens is almost kind of like in the same method that the, egg, um, the water evaporates out of the egg yolk yes. and the proteins kind of bind. Uh, bind and cross each other and harden over time. Mm-hmm. Even though the egg yolk is yellow, it will not yellow. I mix really white whites with it. It will not yellow it like linseed oil. But what I do is I make my binding medium. um, I always temper the paint, which means that you you test it. You have to have the correct amount of the medium into the pigment to bind correctly. And I do it a little bit differently than what most people are taught. Let me backtrack. Te- when I first learned egg tempera, you take the pigment and you take a little bit of distilled water and you create a paste out of it first. And then you start to add the egg to it. I found that hard to figure out the ratio of it tempering has, it. does it make like a frothy kind of thing when you do that? No, not really. Oh, okay. it does, it not sounded like
1: meringue. We were going to
2: oh, no, no, dessert. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Although some people call it egg tempura, which you oh. can see. But I'll use one part distilled water to one part egg yolk which an mm-hmm. egg yolk is usually about a tablespoon. Yes, it You yes. fill a tablespoon.
0: Oh, okay, so a one-to-one ratio then.
2: Yeah. It's technically equal portions, but I find because uh, I, I put a little bit more than the equal portion, each pigment has its particle size, so you do need to temper that particular color correctly. Oh, ah, okay. If it's not tempered enough, if it doesn't have enough binder in, mm-hmm. it'll flake, if it has too much, it'll look like a, a plastic uh, paint or a peel, like mm. a, yes. a film or something. Mm-hmm. So what I do is I'll lay out my pigments and I'll put the, the egg solution in there, mix it up and uh, with a, a stiff um, stencil brush, really kind of get it mixed up in there. And then I'll take the brush and paint a line on a mirror. Then you let that set up and dry, and you just take a single edge razor and see how it peels up. Mm-hmm. So if it, it if it holds together, it, it was bound yeah. right. Yeah. Uh, if it flakes apart, you need a little bit more egg solution. Mm-hmm. If it just looks too shiny and plastic, you might add a little bit more pigment into it.
1: How long will um, the mixture last? And do you do you just uh, mix enough for what you're going to paint that day, or do you mix for the batch? You know, for the next couple of days.
2: Or Oh, that's a great question. Thank you. Um, It really is. Uh, Some painters will just break a new egg yolk per session of painting, uh, depending on the way they're working. What I'll do is I'll uh, create the egg solution, and I figure out, you know, on a particular tempera piece, like how many days that week I'm going to be working on it. or just that day. I'll mix if it's just that one day for the week, I'll just mix that amount. But right. if I'm going to have pretty much working on it the full week, I found that when I make the egg solution, I'll put a, just a couple drops of distilled vinegar in it, very very little pigment. It goes a long way. Yes, it does. You know, I always mix up extra whites because I'm mm-hmm. always mixing out with something.
0: No. No, I'm sorry. But I got to ask, I mean, you're dealing with egg so how long does this last? I mean, it's got to start, you know, smelling sometime,
2: right? <laughs> it's for the pretty much for the week, although there's certain colors that will go bad. They start to smell funky yeah. in about four days <laughs> or three. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. and then yeah. other colors, it's like, wow, this is still lasting. Yeah. I'll still get rid of it. I still refresh it each week, but then other colors I'll refresh sooner. And is that stored, so, or do you just leave it at room temperature? I leave it in the fridge. So what I do okay. is I mix enough and it fills up a little teeny uh, jar mm-hmm. and I'll mix them all up, put it in the fridge. And then when I'm ready to paint, I'll just put enough out for maybe a couple hours worth of painting at most because yeah. um, I can always refresh the palette and I keep everything in the fridge constantly. Now, I have a fridge in my studio. That's a fr- say, yeah, yeah. So separate yeah if not if i'm traveling to class here i bring a, a cooler with ice and i leave it on that oh uh so i it so it stays fresh if i left it out all day it probably wouldn't last we as wouldn't long we're bringing lunch for the class <laughs> well technically <laughs> you could right. eat your medium. You. <laughs> eat
0: medium eat the medium that's the, the first the, time i've heard that the, one
2: the, not once <laughs> the paint is in it like people have accidentally put uh, you know stuff in a glass but mm. <laughs>
1: Yeah. yeah. Or
0: or yeah. I, Catherine, I wanted to ask you because you were talking about the process of testing each one you do, mm-hmm. like with the lines and letting it dry. Do you actually have to do that for each mixing that you do? I do
2: all the time. It, and it gets faster. I have a system down, a solution that has to go into each pigment. More. Okay. So I'll line up, I'll, I'll figure out what colors I'm going to be working with, and I line up the sake cups and I um, just, you know, put the measurement in the cups and then I just put the correct amount in each color and I just, as I get each one mixed, I put the line on, go to the next one. So it really doesn't take me long. At first it is a little bit longer of a process, but then it's almost like you get a system down. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I can mix up a lot of colors in like a half hour, just have, and have my colors for the week. Wow, half hour. And, And just really, yeah, I'm in the zone, all my tools are out and uh, yeah, just because I I just do the process, lay out the pigments. I know how much I need, and it is really second nature now.
1: Do you paint on large surfaces or small surfaces? And what do you paint on? Canvas, wood,
2: glass. Okay. Um, actually, egg tempera you want a rigid support mm-hmm. because when the egg protein dries, it dries very brittle and very hard. So if it's on a flexible support like a canvas, okay. um, it can crack. So all my egg tempera's on panel. I think the largest one I did was uh, like a 22 by 28, and then I created a frame around it. But if it's braced right, I guess you have to worry about, you know, the cross bracing warps or whatever, um, and warps the panel. Egg tempera paintings are generally smaller. They're very detailed and, you know, the the supports can get pretty expensive being bigger. But with the oil painting, I prefer to work on panel. I just like a really smooth surface. I've worked on linen, canvas, uh, Mm -hmm. and all those other supports. But panel is my favorite. I haven't tried glass yet, so I just received an aluminum panel.
1: That is awesome. Yep. Love yep. that. Yep. Yeah, that's so
2: exciting. I'm going to try that. I I'm deciding. Yep. Going to see how gold leafing works on it. I yes. don't know. Wow, wow. <laughs> okay. You do amazing things. oh so, <laughs> and, and there it's you really go. Yeah. it's really not expensive and you can always right. paint over paint.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean yes. especially with the...
2: when I paint and I'm sure this is you experience this Gina and Dave that when you're working on a work of art you go into the zone. Yes and it's almost like all your centers open up yes. so when i oil paint i channel yes yeah i mean
0: gina you and i have had many conversations about this and with other artists that it's a well it's definitely a a time of complete concentration and enjoyment mm-hmm, that's right that unless those times where you you know you hit a block and you start <laughs> getting frustrated but I'll step back, and then, like Gina, she wants to throw it out in the street. <laughs> throw the
1: painting out the door, hope the car runs over it, <laughs> the car will run backwards over it, like done.
2: And add tire tracks there, right. <laughs> Those tread marks and that patterning just might be the thing. <laughs> That's what I was looking for. <laughs> Frustration starts to arise, doesn't it feel like it comes up through the legs? It is. And well it starts to hard. rise up through the body, and then the language that you have towards your art is like, this sucks, yes. I'm not no, good, not what am I doing? Yeah. I should get that thing that they call a real job. Right. Oh, <laughs> yes. oh, there, there it is. It. Hey. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Isn't it amazing how many conversations we have that comes into play? <laughs> yeah, it is. It's an artist.
2: Yeah. No, what do you really do? <laughs> yeah, what do you really, really do? <laughs> and said- yeah. yeah, And you can't help. You know, people are like, well, what, what made you decide to be an artist? And it's like, I didn't decide that. I didn't choose that. Right. I cannot not do that.
0: Okay, there you go. Well said. That is great. Uh, Catherine, we're going to take a break. And uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about something that is universal to anyone. Uh, those moments of lack of confidence and frustration that leads to stress and some insights on how to deal with that better right. when we come back.
1: Hi, I'm Kit Moran, visual artist and jazz singer, and I listen to Partnership for the Arts
0: talk show. Okay, we are back from break, and we want to make sure we thank jazz singer, artist, playwright, Kit Moran. We do appreciate it, Kit. Absolutely. So, Catherine, let me ask you, what have you learned? Because I know you do this holistic balance of life and artist work. How do you deal with stress?
2: What I learned is that when you first become aware of the frustration arising it, it could mean you're just a little bit tired. You're Usually it is because you're struggling to solve a problem. That's right. right. And when you start, when you flip over into that state where you're, I'm no good and uh, this this painting looks like crap, you're not going to be able to solve the problem. So when, right. you, when you're aware that you're at that stage, you just walk away you calm down. Um, it could be 10 minutes, it could be a couple hours, and you come back to it, but you come back to it, and you, you start to say, okay, I'm struggling with an issue. What is that issue? Is it is the issue that I can't get the correct value, the correct tone, or whatever it is. Yeah. When you start to talk to yourself that way, you're, mm-hmm. you're coming from an objective point of view, mm-hmm. and you're not frustrated, and you actually walk yourself through the problem yeah. very right. easily.
0: Okay, so you more or less will go back and analyze what the issue is if you're, let's just say, having a block or you're yeah. frustrated with it. okay.
2: Sure, yeah, when I step back, and of course after I just take a breather, you just kind of taking some deep breaths and I alleviate the anxiety. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. Because I'm not frustrated anymore mm-hmm. and I, I don't have this mindset of like, you can't paint, mm-hmm. I come back, I'm a little bit more clear right? and I ask myself, what specifically am I getting hung up on? And because I can ask myself that, I can really hone in. I'll get the answer right away. Oh, it's a drawing problem. Something's out of proportion. Right. right. Mm-hmm.
0: That's
2: right. Yeah. And from there, I just walk myself right through it. Okay. I could just. Uh, I have the answers in me. Uh, exactly. You ran into that. Like that's that's good. That is great.
0: How did you develop that technique? for stepping back? Did it just come out of the fact that one day you were just starting to beat the brush in the and you said I got into something different?
2: <laughs> I guess it's a combination of that and being uh, one of my mentors, Tony Ryder out in Santa yes, Fe. Tony, yeah. What I loved about him is I realized after studying, after a while of being there, mm-hmm. that he was really teaching me about life. It's pretty cool. Uh, the way that he, he would give the instruction mm-hmm. about the art, But then he would also talk about everything else in life, uh, who you are being, affects your art. Right, yeah. And he says, because you can't solve problems uh, when you're anxious or angry or upset, Mm -hmm. uh, you just step back. And then you come, it's like you're coming back to it with fresh eyes. Right. Mm -hmm. You have to be conscious of it at first. Uh, Become aware of what's going on and you walk through it. Like anything else, practicing meditation, you might be able to do it for two minutes. Mm -hmm. Um, After a while, you could do five minutes, ten minutes. Uh, Don't beat yourself up about it. Just as best you can, try to become aware of how your body's feeling. Mm
0: -hmm. Uh, Because it's going to affect your mind. Now, you actually work with clients and students to help deal with stress, correct? It's a holistic art coaching a Holistic practice. art coaching, yeah. yeah. I find that interesting. That is awesome.
2: Yeah. As being an artist mm-hmm. and dealing with that, but finding a balance in life, is that what that is? It is, but also there's a lot more that comes into play when you're developing as an artist. Mm-hmm. It's not just technique. Yes. Okay. Right. Okay. It, like I said before, it's uh, who you are being in the moment is going to affect your creative flow. Yes. Mm-hmm and affect your work. But when I'm working with my students and I'm becoming aware that they're getting frustrated, I also take that technique like let's just step back and I'll walk them through the process of honing in and looking at their work objectively. You know, a lot of the times we get frustrated because our energy is down, we're tired. Mm-hmm. That's the, that's. The main main right. thing that will lead to it. That's where I usually grab my coffee. Oh, uh, <laughs> really? <laughs> exactly. Okay. So that could be an option. <laughs> okay. <laughs> my other passions are holistic health. You know, I grew up as an athlete. I've always been into health and nutrition. I find it fascinating. I find the human body fascinating. I think that's why I paint it also but outside of technique we really have to take care of ourselves Mm -hmm. you know what we put into our bodies is going to affect how our creative flow works see something through Mm -hmm. i like to say if you if you eat junk food you're going to have junk thoughts Mm -hmm. and i like to extend that and you'll have junk feelings. so if you're not feeling well you're not going to paint well or play music well or write well or whatever the art is. Yeah, and that affects your concentration too. It does. And your focus. It does. And then there's, uh, I've noticed mindsets of Mm -hmm. people. And it's interesting because I'll have students from 15 to like, I don't know, 95. Oh, that's wonderful. A lot of my older students never pursued art when they were younger. My generation, a little bit older, I noticed that they, they did something else. They put it aside, but even when they're getting back to it, they have a fear of the blank canvas, not like the younger students. Whatever it is, and you develop a mindset, and I've been through this, you'll ask yourself, well, um, I'm just going to be serving myself. I'm just, it's just playtime. What good does it do for the world? Well, actually, it does a lot of good. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because when I really thought back to it, when I was 11 years old, and I saw those master paintings in the Louvre, mm-hmm. and I just, and I felt inspired. Now, if you can produce something and put something out in the world mm-hmm. to be inspired, it has a ripple effect. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. You can simply say, I want to produce a beautiful painting of my grandmother and put it out there, mm-hmm. and you've, you've done a great service for the world. Mm-hmm. You've, you've given beauty.
0: You may not even know how many people that affects. You may not even have any feedback from it,
2: but it affects exactly. somebody somewhere.
1: Mm-hmm. That's right.
2: It yeah. really does. And I had a Russian uh, friend of mine who's an egg tempera painting, uh, an icon painter. Mm-hmm. Uh, she said, you can paint something as simple as a cup of tea, but if you paint it with love in your heart, that's what people pick up on. Ultimately, yes, so if you're a painter and you love what you do despite what's going on out there You love what you do. That's the thing that's going to come through and attract people inspire people yes. and I, I feel make the world a better place. Yeah.
0: Well, I know you and Gina uh, You both can relate to this because you've had many exhibits here at the uh, visual arts center and how many times have both of you heard comments Uh, about your artwork and and the impressions left.
2: Right. And you know, it's really interesting because they'll look at something and they can't define it, but they're like, I get that. Like there's there's a connection that happens through the arts. Yes,
1: absolutely. That's amazing. And that's really, really special to me. They do amazing things.
2: Yes. I do hear that. Like someone will look at a landscape or even an abstract painting and Mm -hmm. they'll say, I've been there, I know what that is. That is great. But yes, it's a great
0: thing. Just matter of fact, because you just, you said that, that reminded me, uh, we were in here for one of the last exhibit artwork from (laughs) here, and by the way, if you haven't really been in the Visual Arts Center, you will see a lot of artwork sold. That's right. Uh, But I remember this one particular couple had come in. (laughs) Oh my gosh. You remember this, Gina? (laughs) (laughs) do. <laughs> she said, I finally get to take this painting home. I, be, I have been thinking of nothing but it for the last two months. And the husband starts laughing and he says, yeah, maybe finally she'll shut up because she'll have it at home now because I've heard nothing about from this painting for months because she wants it over the couch because that's where it connects to and it matches the couch.
1: <laughs> it was wonderful.
2: Yeah, and, and another wonderful thing is, is when they come in and they see the artwork here, always, uh, there's always a handful that will sign up for class. You know, they're that That is great. They're so inspired that they want to do it, kind of like the experience I had. Right. right? And, it, and, it, and I feel, mm-hmm. yeah, the place is growing. Uh, it's so supportive. It's, artists just support one another. That's yes. what we just do. Right, yeah. And, Okay, Catherine,
0: so we need to move along here because there's things we haven't covered. and Let's talk about your podcast. Yeah.
2: Yes, I do have a podcast show. It's called The Body of Art Show.
0: Mm-hmm. And do you want to explain a little bit about that?
2: The program, what I do is I help artists beyond technique mm-hmm. and just... Confidence, you know, confidence is a big thing for artists. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's uh, one of the biggest hurdles to get over. Yeah. it is. It is, and and just learning to trust in the process. Mm-hmm. If you look at all the masters in history, like Leonardo da Vinci, uh-huh. uh, anybody that just really mastered their craft, they mastered themselves.
0: Yes. yes. Speaking of Leonardo da Vinci. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. So, it's just so important. Right. <laughs> so, my podcasts have been about, about the holistic health coaching, which really pertain to artists. That is awesome. Yeah. And now I'm talking about, you know, things like how to master your passion. You know, for example, having a sense of gratitude, just shifting your perspective, turning that around and saying, okay, I'm going to appreciate exactly where I'm at in the moment. I'm going to appreciate that show appreciation and be grateful love that and once you shift your attitude it allows you to just move forward Mm -hmm. it really does so that's one aspect another one is i might talk about eating healthy or even exercising Mm -hmm. uh very important Mm -hmm. it is very important and i find too one of the things that when i was going through school especially undergrad you know you you hear all these stories like oh if you're a serious artist you have to be locked in your studio 20 hours a day um if you don't have angst in your life then you're not a serious painter they, so they build these stories of, of what an artist is <laughs> the stereotype I, the stereotype story. you know uh what you work out you should be smoking and drinking you're not a real artist <laughs> so, wait
0: say that. you have a tan. Right. Shouldn't you be locked behind doors and <laughs> no windows? Exactly. No. What, you we fishing? <laughs> oh, it, was. Was. Oh, it was. Was. Okay, so, Catherine, we have been talking about finding balance. Let me ask you a question. What's some of the ways you keep your balance in life, being an artist? Yes. Mm-hmm.
2: The balance I find is I'm really... Uh, good for six hours a day, focused on a painting. Mm -hmm. And maybe I'll work four hours on the painting and maybe a couple hours prepping something or on another drawing, but I'm super productive. Uh, But I incorporate working out every day. That is awesome. Yeah. Um, Every time I'm tempted to eat bad stuff, I'm gonna say, oh, how is this gonna affect my studio time and how I feel about myself? Now, I'm not rigid because you know what? I like to go out, I like to have my cheesecake. I love chocolate, Um, I (laughs) certainly love high-octane coffee, (laughs) so, but you know, it's like I I try to think, you know, these are my working days, and what is going to fuel me the best for my work? Love that. And then I have times, you know, maybe in the evenings, or times that I know I'm going to have off and not have to go step in the studio, Um, I'm just going to enjoy it. That's great. Right. So it is it is all about balance
0: yeah and we had the conversation before the show about yeah. uh, finding that rhythm
2: and your peak performance Yes yeah be early in the morning or late at night It's pretty cool exactly and that that's what I work with uh, with my clients is we really try to figure out when their biorhythms are peaking mm. uh, and you know they might be trying to say oh I have to get up really early and start at 6 a.m but you know what your time might be, it kicks in at 10 at night and you're yeah, good till you're 3 in the morning. Out, so to speak. Absolutely. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And some people get up at 4 in the morning. Now, I have to kind of do this. I do have commission work. I do have responsibilities. Right. Uh, there's ways to create good uh, behaviors like your habits. Mm-hmm. So I've created a way that um, it's almost like creativity on demand. At first, I started off by having a designated art-making studio. As soon as I walked in there... I'm, I'm unplugged from everything else. Um, now it gets to the point w- when I, I think about it, I can just click into the ar- the zone, you know, what they call right. the zone.
0: Right, because you, you and Gina uh, both, being a commissioned artist, you have deadlines, so you
2: yes, yeah balance that out with dealing with the stress and getting it done on a day. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. Exactly, that exactly. And there are stresses that are good stresses. Really? <laughs> <laughs> You know, they, they've actually done studies on that. Like uh, There are times when you do have the stress, it cuts into your sleep or whatever, but it's, it's something that pushes you in a good way. It's actually beneficial for you. It's the same thing when working on a commission or there's certain projects that come up that I do get less sleep, but I'm so inspired by them yes. mm-hmm. exactly. that I can't sleep. <laughs> yeah. yeah, how many nights have you woke up in the middle of the night and went, Got right, it. right. I gotta go work on that. Yes. yes. Yeah. I know. Wide awake. Okay. Don't need coffee. Just gotta go. <laughs> but I find
0: that coffee oh, helps. Oh, it helps.
2: Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Okay.
0: Okay. <laughs> okay. We're gonna take a break and we'll be right back. So, hang on. Catherine. you're doing good. You need more of that coffee. <laughs> I need more of that
2: coffee. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay. Hi, I'm Becky Hollihan, and I want you to listen to Partnership for the Arts Radio. Yay! Thank you,
0: Becky. (laughs) Thank you. Okay, we are back from break, and uh, we want to make sure that we thank uh, Becky Hollihan from the Venice Theater for that. And we are sitting here talking with Catherine Lucas. She is an art instructor here at the Visual Arts Center. But, Catherine, I wanted to make sure
2: we got back to your contact info. Okay. So
0: would you go ahead and give us that, please?
2: I'd be glad to. I have two websites, two ways to reach me. One is through bodyofart.net. That's my holistic art coaching. Yes. You can find out information on there. You can also click on to see my podcast show, The Body of Art Show. Mm -hmm. You can always get with me through that website. I also have another website showing my artwork, Mm -hmm. and that's kathrynlucasart.com. Again, I have a contact page there, blog post. I talk about my artwork on the blog post and any upcoming okay. events. Yeah. You can also reach me on my Facebook page, Catherine Lucas. I also have holistic art coach Catherine Lucas on okay. Facebook and also on LinkedIn. Okay. We'll have those links up there to show out there. But I
0: wanted to cover the art classes that you are going to start up here again at the Visual Arts Center
2: yes uh, those are gonna start in September it'll be the week after not right after Labor Day the following week Mm -hmm. and I teach all day on Tuesdays I have a an intro to how to paint like the old masters Mm -hmm. and it's an indirect uh, approach to painting and it's it's a great foundation it beginners through advanced are welcome it's a particular approach again I touch upon the foundation of art In the afternoon class, I have the advanced class with the same process, but we do a lot of variations on that. That is awesome. Yeah, okay. And how long do those run? Those, uh, throughout the year. Okay. Uh, They'll definitely run through next June, um, possibly all summer. Okay. Uh, Okay. And also, check the Visual Arts Center website. Hmm. I'm going to be doing some workshops this season. That's right with the gold leafing. I'm going to be showing one of the workshops I want to present is uh, gold leafing for works of art. That is great. And then something for, you know, gold leafing three-dimensional objects. And eventually I would like to uh, offer something, maybe even this season, on the traditional water gilding method oh wow it's a more involved process Mm -hmm. uh so i'm gonna try to see what interest is out there and take it from there wonderful okay and again
0: Everyone can check here with the Visual Arts Center, Uh, it's visualartcenter.org. They can go online and they can find your class schedules on they will. upcoming, Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, Ladies, we are running out of time already. Oh, no!
1: (laughs) Did you finish your coffee? Yes, I did. Oh, good.
0: That's how I knew we were out of time. That's how we know. It It goes by quick. And I still have Octane coffee left. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Catherine, Thank you for coming on the show. Yes. It's been a lot of fun. Fabulous. <laughs> Looking forward to many more. Yay. So thank you for making the time to uh, come on and be our next guest co host. Yes. For the next series of shows. That is great. Well,
2: you wonderful. know what? This is, it's such a pleasure and a privilege to be Yay, here. Yeah, yeah. It, it, I really thank you from the bottom of my heart for having me on this show. And I just look forward to many more of these. These are just yes. a lot of fun. And you guys are the best. <laughs> what can I say? Yeah, it's the best yeah. place to be with the best group of people. Oh, that's wonderful. <laughs>
0: well, we appreciate Yes. It. We appreciate that. And Gina, we uh, appreciate you taking the time you had out of your schedule for coming on and being with us for these couple of shows. It, it has been a lot of fun. Thank you. It was fun. Yes, it was. But we all know you got a lot of work to catch up on, my friend. <laughs> <Thank> you, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> you got a lot of artwork to get going there. So that's right. So we are going to sign off. So I'm going to say,
2: Gina, you have a good day. Dave,
0: you have a wonderful day too.
2: Gina, uh, have a blessed day, and you're just my art power sister. <laughs> there we go. There Absolutely. we
0: go. So, Catherine, we will get together next time, um, Partnership for the Arts, where we talk art.
2: Yeah.
0: here again. Okay, you're going to go for it?
2: Art power! <laughs> <laughs>
0: And I just got to add, everyone that's listening, all that will make sense when you see their pictures. <laughs> <laughs> okay, great show, you two. Oh, are we doing a group hug? Okay. <laughs> Gina, thank you so much. sweet. This is Partnership for the Arts Talk Show. Thanks for joining us. As we explore the worlds of art. And you can listen to all the episodes of our talk show on our website at partnershipwiththeartsgroup.org.
1: This podcast was recorded at the Visual Arts Center in Punta Gorda, Florida.